In 2015, Netflix brought the MCU to television with the debut seasons of Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Six years later, Disney Plus is up the ante by launching two new series that are directly connected to the MCU's marquee films. But the question is, did Marvel's outlying Netflix shows have a greater initial impact than either WandaVision or The Falcon and the Winter Soldier? This is Mad Unreal, episode 34. Let's go. say impact do you mean um do you mean like defining it for yourself like for me impact means what show resonates more like what would i return to or Mm -hmm. what would i what you know like what did i enjoy more or what made me yeah um, maybe buy into the characters yeah I, i think that's more of a personal impact I think as this. Oh, and by the way, welcome to Mad Unreal. I'm I'm Isaac. That's Arthur. <laughs> we do try to dive right in these days, but damn, it's like you know. My you want to take it Isaac. from the top? <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's cool. That's cool. Um, and that's Arthur. I mean, it's 34 dope. shows. Yeah, we, yeah, we 30. Yeah, you know who we are. You, y'all know who y'all know what's up. You got say uh, hey, twenty of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, exactly. You know exactly who we are. We talk to you every day on Twitter. Um, yeah, I, I think what you're talking about is more like a personal impact, which is fine. But I think that in the context of the question of this episode, which made the more, the larger impact on mm, the unreal culture or Marvel culture, those who are into Marvel, the MCU, yeah. um, which, what made the biggest impact? And to be honest, it's kind of an unfair question in the sense that the Daredevil series. This is not the first time that we saw a Marvel property on television. Obviously, we can go back to, you know, Bruce. You know, the uh, the Hulk with the, the David. Um, the David, excuse me, the David Banner days, not the Bruce Banner days, but the David Banner days, right? Mm-hmm. The Hulk, you know, with um, uh, Lou Ferrigno and uh, what's my man's name? We played David Banner. I forgot his name. Bill Bixby. Quick. Bill Bixby. Yeah. Um, then you know the Spider Man series. You know, there's been and then all the animated stuff. So it's not like this is the first time, but. This, you know, Daredevil was, was the first MCU television right. show, um, even though it was a tangential connection at best. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, it was the first. So it's kind of an unfair question in the sense of, you know, impact. Well, obviously, the first one is always going to be the you know the most impactful. But I think it's fair in the sense of saying, you know, now that we've had a little bit, of, we've had a lot of distance between Daredevil, Jessica Jones, season one, 2015 and WandaVision recently ended we're halfway through falcon of the winter soldier at this Mm -hmm. point as on the day Mm -hmm. that we're recording this so which one you know what has had the greater impact you know and this is personal but also kind of like what you're seeing you know as you know from the outside looking into you know the mcu culture and what's going on on twitter and what you the articles you've seen what seems to be having the bigger impact you know um current mcu streaming or 2015 debut yeah well you know i think the i think the greatest impact going from that is a little self-serving because i think the netflix rollout of daredevil and jessica jones um and to a lesser degree luke cage and um uh iron fist uh, yeah it's like man we always forget poor iron fist <laughs> poor never really jumps out can't know? forget and the can't defenders forget, uh can't forget fine ass colleen wing though <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Somebody, I remember after we did an episode of, uh, it was Snobs on Film about three, four years ago. And we did an episode, we were talking about Iron Fist and I was referring to her as fine ass Colleen Wing. Mm-hmm. And somebody like hit us up. One of our, our listeners, um, faithful listener hit us up on Twitter and was like, yeah, you know, and was making a reference to F-A- FACW. And I was mm-hmm. like, who the, what the fuck does that mean? And I was like, you know, and I think I even text you and Jay and was like, who is FAC? And it was like, one of y'all was like, uh, fine ass, con-, you know, the, 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 yeah, the yeah. phrase that say? you was using. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. but they had turned it into an acronym unbeknownst to me. So now it's an official acronym evidently, but yeah, um, that's probably the real impact of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> of that, of those two seasons. Right. Um, but I'm sorry I interrupted you. You were saying you were no. talking about, yeah. Yeah. The, I think that the Netflix rollout, um, particularly Daredevil and Jessica Jones because of both the audience response and the critical response of those shows Mm -hmm. showed Marvel that this could be done. I'll use air quotes, right? But because Daredevil is like a minor character, Mm. he's not the marquee character like, like a Hulk, definitely like an Iron Man. Mm -hmm. But um, it's almost like, well, Let's use let's use Daredevil as a test case. Mm-hmm. He's you know he's 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 popular enough to get the attention of viewers, but he's not important enough that if it all goes south, mm-hmm. we you know the brand suffers. He's not he's not Spider Man. Yeah, so I think the character was was sacrificed in that way, you know, as a test case, and I think it showed that that it could be done. Mm-hmm. So do you, and just kind of, let's actually, let's put this in context just a little bit, even though I know everybody listening is aware of this, but those 2015, you get Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Again, there's a tangential connection between them and, you know, the larger MCU. You know, we were told, okay, these characters, this these shows take place in the same universe that the Avengers, um, mm-hmm. you know, the first Avengers movie and, you know, uh, Iron Man and Thor and Captain America we were told that and you get references you know in that first season of Daredevil and in the first season of G- Jessica Jones you get references to the incident meaning what happened mm-hmm. you know this Chitauri invasion of um, Avengers 1 so we're told that but at the same time it's very clear that these like we said in the cold open there's an outlier type effect where you can tell that although this is the same universe and there is some connection. It's not like, you know, Tony Stark is going to pop up in an episode of Daredevil, you know? Right. And right. you also get a tonal difference because both Daredevil and Jessica Jones uh, were R-rated. You know what I'm saying? These were very, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote mm-hmm. gritty shows um, in terms of content, language, um, sexuality, everything. Just things you didn't see in the MCU films, you know? Right. Um and it was a different creative team. It wasn't Kevin Feige overseeing, you know, these uh, um, Netflix Marvel shows. Um, I forget who was at the, uh, I want to say, um, who was overseeing all these shows. It wasn't, it wasn't Joe Casada. Uh, was it, was it uh, Dan Buckley? I can't remember who was overseeing or Jeff Loeb. It may have been Jeff Loeb who's overseeing all of the Marvel Netflix shows. And there was some, mm-hmm. There were some rumors that that person and Kevin Feige didn't get along. And that's why, you know, there's a lot of problems connecting both of the television universe and the Mm -hmm. film universe, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. 
So that was going on. So now in 2021, when Disney Plus launches, you know, it's mm-hmm. streaming ser- service or it's a uh, MCU shows. It's very well kind of like publicized that, yeah, we get in WandaVision, Falcon and Winter mm-hmm. Soldier. Later on, we're going to get these other ones and they are going to be much more connected to the films than anything that happened on the Netflix shows. So I think it's important just to, to, you know, again, to put everything in context and paint that picture. But now that that's said, let me ask you, do you think that based on what you just said a minute ago, um, using Daredevil, um, not a minor character, I know you put it in quotes, I would say more like a, like you said, like a lesser known, you know, character outside of the comic book community, lesser known than again, like a Spider-Man or a Hulk. But do you think that it was a smart move also because the grittiness and the realness, like I said, the R-rated nature of both Daredevil mm-hmm. and Jessica Jones season ones, you not it didn't it didn't really jibe, like I said, with, with the MCU films. So do you think it was also smart on their part to take advantage of the streaming service and say, hey, we can go here, you know, we can go to a place here that we can't do in the films, especially now that they're Disney owned? What, what do you think about that? I do think that Netflix was a safer space in that way to tell a fuller story, mm-hmm. a fuller daredevil story without worrying about uh, the confines of a PG-13 rating, for example, mm-hmm. and um, introduce the same concepts of sexuality and, and brute, brutal violence that the comics portray to make it more of a realistic televised version visual picture of the mm-hmm. comic books and thereby making the show better yeah and two scenes like when you said that two scenes jump out at me from each show one the daredevil season one what jumps out is wilson wilson fist decapitating you know one of the russian um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mob brothers yeah, yeah the lead the brothers decapitating with his car door you know and the not just the fact that it happened but the brutality in which it was it was you know shown um Mm -hmm. and that's something that you would have never seen in a disney i I don't think you're going to get that in a disney you know movie you know much absolutely not i don't think pg-13 that's definitely that takes you to an r rating right there and then in the jessica jones series the fact that they didn't shy away from sex you know they didn't they didn't cut they didn't show jessica Mm -hmm. and luke starting to kiss and take off their clothes and they cut to them laying in bed you know, post coitus, you know what I'm saying? They didn't do that. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. went, they went there. And I think that again, I think it lends to your point that that was, you know, a strength, you know, it's like, Oh, we can show this in a much fuller way on the streaming service. So, which brings me to a, a, a bigger question though, um, Arturius, do you think, cause you know that the purpose of, you know, creating these streaming television shows is to really, um, carve out more space for the MCU outside of just the films. So my question is, did Netflix do a better initial job? Season one of Daredevil, season one of Jessica yeah. Jones. Did they do a better job than WandaVision or Falcon and Winter Soldier in creating more stel- storytelling opportunities? Disney Plus. In other words, did they expand the universe? That's something you hear all the time with these type of, you know, cinematic universes. Did Netflix expand the universe better than you know, uh, WandaVision and, and Falcon and Winter Soldier have done so far? You know, I don't think that they did. And I think that part of the reason was that they were hampered by not being allowed to 
fully integrate themselves into the Avengers narrative. Mm-hmm. And they refer to what happened, but there was no, you know, there were no set pieces that showed the after effect of the fact that there was an alien invasion on in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was no picture of as many, as many, uh, cityscapes as we got in those in those episodes of Daredevil, there was never a cityscape that included, you know, Stark Tower or Avengers Tower, right? Um, even though in the Avengers films and the Iron Man films, that was a prominent sk- part of the skyline. Mm-hmm. I also think that the uh, just to shift to to Wandavision for a little bit, I also think that Wandavision benefited from the films themselves like um you know like when i was in high school there was like you know the popular crew Mm -hmm. you know and you know they wore the best clothes you know some of them drove cars some of them threw parties like everybody sort of hung out in a different way with the popular crew but then you kind of had sort of the geeky forward-thinking nerd nerdish crew that were really doing some interesting things you know, maybe those two groups bridged by one or two individuals that kind of had a leg in both camps, but they never really interacted together. And I, I feel like the, the Marvel, the Marvel shows Falcon, Wanda, you know, were those popular kids that could fraternize with Iron Man and Hulk and Thor freely. Mm. But the really interesting stuff was being done by, you know, the Netflix kids, the Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. And the Marvel cool people, <laughs> I hope I'm not throwing the audience off, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying it's like the Marvel people kind of had their eye on the Netflix people and be like, you know what, man, I want to do a little bit of that too. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like this analogy. I like this. Um, and I also like that you said that because I kind of disagree. So we got some DO, which is good. Yeah. Um <laughs> Go ahead though. You, you, you're, but since you just since you about, since you kind of disagree with that, I mean, let mm-hmm. me say this: I I really believe that if the day comes where they where MCU Disney Plus MCU actually begins to integrate Daredevil uh, and possibly um, Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. it won't be as good because the Netflix versions have a more organic feel to them. Like mm-hmm. I believe superheroes exist in the world of Matt Murdock on Netflix. Mm -hmm. But to say that I believe that Tony Stark exists in the world of the Avengers, I, as a regular person who gets up every morning and starts to go to work, I don't exist in that universe. But I fully exist in in the universe of Jessica Jones and Matt Murdock. It's much more grounded. Yeah. 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 So the reason and let me be um, transparent and say that I have, you know, as much as I love the Netflix shows, I was very critical of the fact that we didn't get more of an interpolation of, you know, some of that. Like you said, we didn't get Stark Tower. You know, saying I I wanted to see that in the as grounded as the Daredevil universe was. I just wanted to get a glimpse at Stark Tower because I just, you know, immediately that just puts me, oh, and it would have been a different glimpse of Stark Tower than the glimpse that I got in the Avengers movie, because this would have been a much more grounded glimpse. Everything was from the ground looking up, you know, in Daredevil, as opposed Mm -hmm. to, you know, looking down on high, that shining beacon of light looking over. Right. And the Avengers and the Avengers, because 
Iron Man flies, because Thor flies, you know, you always felt like you were above looking down. Um, Mm -hmm. If you look at the Avengers, the first Avengers film, that entire climactic battle at the end pretty much takes place in the air or in the air looking down. Even Cap and um, uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye, when they're fighting, they're on the bridge. You know, they're still elevated, you know, so Mm -hmm. very Mm -hmm. few things happen at ground level, whereas with Daredevil, a lot of it happens at ground level. Um, and the same with Jessica Jones. So, and those are visual metaphors, but I think that the D kind of the disagreement, the uh, diametric opposition I have with what you just said is that as much as I have a problem with that, I do feel like when you say, okay, we are going to expand a universe. It's not just in the sense of we're going to expand the universe by giving you either more characters, a Mm -hmm. or B giving you more storylines based on the Mm -hmm. characters you already know. It's also expanding the the potential of the universe. And so you almost fed into what I'm saying because the potential for the MCU grew exponentially with Daredevil season one and Jessica Jones season one because yeah. of what you just said. I did not know, you know, if you're watching Thor, the first mm-hmm. Thor movie, which takes, pl- takes place on Asgard, um, takes place in uh, the land of the Frost Giants and then takes place on Earth. There's some so much fantastical things. If I were going to say that Daredevil season one existed in that same world, that's a hard sell. But they somehow Mm -hmm. made me believe it just by saying the incident, you know, by referring to the incident, by having Mm -hmm. random characters Mm -hmm. refer to Captain America, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and Jessica Jones. um, You know, there's references to the same things. So I think that they did expand the universe. You know, I wanted more. I wasn't satisfied, like I said a minute ago. But there was some expansion into a reality, a grounded yeah. grittiness that to me really did more. I feel like the Netflix shows did that much better. Whereas with the Disney Plus shows, WandaVision and what we've gotten so far from Falcon and Winter Soldier, they've expanded the storylines, especially mm-hmm. WandaVision, of the characters mm-hmm. that I already knew. But have they brought me new things outside of the films? Not yet. I will say now. now OK, let me. I stand by that, but yeah, small asterisk again, we're only halfway through Falcon and winter soldier mm-hmm. in this most recent episode, excuse me, as we record this, the most recent episode was episode three and just the way it was filmed, you know, you saw, it was almost like a Miami vice type flavor to it at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or very Michael Mann, you know, there's some very Michael Mann inspired moments, um, in episode three. And that was different, you know, than what I've seen in, the MCU films, but I've grown kind of accustomed to MCU films doing different things. You know, Thor Ragnarok looked a whole lot different than Captain America Winter Soldier, you know, so it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, um, it's not far fetched in my mind for them to do different visual things with the MCU if cinematically. So I still feel like what Netflix did bringing it, giving that real completely different tone than the films that expanded the universe more to me. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense, mm-hmm. but I don't. I still don't. It doesn't sell me on 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 your view. Only because Disney MCU, I don't feel are going to use any of the tools that have been provided by the Netflix shows. I mean, so expanding the universe, and maybe it's a maybe it's a a, a view of the definition of mm-hmm. the term but expanding the universe to me was much better ironically by star wars mm-hmm. because take a film like rogue one 
Rogue One, apart from Vader and and Tarkin, had no classic characters to it, but opened you up to a whole another side of what was going on in the same universe, you know, mm-hmm. and and we got we got Cassian. Mm-hmm. As a result, there's a whole, there's a whole, there's going to be a Cassian show. Um, but okay, so that that brings up the next kind of like kind of angle on this. Then we know that the Disney Plus shows have a responsibility almost that the Netflix shows did not have. In other words, because the Disney Plus shows are so 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 connected to the yeah. MCU films, there's kind of a responsibility on the Disney Plus shows. WandaVision and um, Falcon and Winter Soldier so far to Mm -hmm. feed into that continuity of the MCU, you know, the larger MCU. So my question is, does that because, again, you know, when I'm watching the Netflix shows back, you know, 2015, I'm wondering, I'm, I'm wanting more of that connection. But now that we have it with these two new shows, I'm wondering, does that help or hurt, you know, that responsibility? Does that help or hurt these Disney Mm -hmm. Plus shows? You know, WandaVision and because, dude, WandaVision was well, I'm not going to answer. My, I'll let you answer first. You go ahead. Do you think that that help or hurt that helps or hurts um, the series, the, the the TV, the streaming series? Mm. Well, let me let me let you, you think on it then for a second. Let me throw yeah. this out <laughs> while you're thinking to me. If you looked at WandaVision, that entire, you know, it is almost a point of interest that that entire series literally I think it takes place a few months after Endgame mm-hmm. and so you actually see Wanda you know going after Vision's body after you know he's been killed after Thanos has killed him his right. body is evidently recovered by the government and they are dismantling him there is a sense of satisfaction that the viewer gets because like oh now I get another part of this story now I know what happens next you know mm-hmm. And the emotional devastation on Wanda after she's seen, you know, she's seen Vision die. Her brother died, you know, in a Age of Ultron. Um, her parents died. We got the flashback when her and, you know, um, her brother were kids and how their parents yeah. died. So it's like we see, OK, now I'm getting more of that and I'm getting an understanding of the emotional devastation and the almost um, uh, tra- all the trauma that she's lived mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the the PTSD that she has now and how that affected her. So that there is a strength there. And, you know, and, and I get that. But then I'm also thinking that, you know what, after WandaVision was over, I really didn't. If I say, did it expand the universe or did? No, it kind of served as an epilogue to me of Endgame, you know, or an epilogue okay. of, the you know, the Avengers, the, the four Avengers films. Um, and that kind of hurt it to me. You know, that that hurt it a little bit. With the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I'm getting more of this. You know, I'm not getting that same. It's, it's better to me because you're getting a little bit more of, um, you know, storyline. You're getting a little, you know, Sam and uh, Bucky and um, their characters are a little bit broader to me. I understand them better. I know more about them. But yeah. it is still kind of hampered by the fact that it's like it's almost like another epilogue. Whereas Daredevil and Jessica Jones, it was brand new. It was like a whole mm-hmm. new door, a door mm-hmm. been kicked mm-hmm. open. Here's a whole new part of the, the Marvel universe. And I'm not necessarily getting that from this new stuff. So to me, if I had to say, does that responsibility to feed into the continuity, does it help or hurt 
um, the Disney Plus series. I would say it helps them a little bit, maybe 20 or 30 percent, but it hurts them, I think, um, maybe 60 or 70 percent. Hmm. Um, I like how you I like how you frame uh, WandaVision as an epilogue, because I, I, I did kind of feel it it sort of was like a tie off of how this individual character responded to the events of of endgame you know but also had this transformation that when you saw her again in a later film in a later you know i don't know group film you know mm-hmm. avengers three avengers five or something like that she comes back as scarlet witch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we didn't necessarily need to see a whole film about that transformation it becomes almost a tangential part of the WandaVision series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think uh, Marvel Studios now has got that kind of down to a science on how they're able to tie different, different storylines, or rather encapsulate different storylines uh, together in this episodic television but you see know, that, that 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 though kind of annoyed me with WandaVision simply, and I, I'll use the the character of um, <clears throat> excuse me, Monica Rambeau as as okay. an, as an example, which you know we know from the comics, she becomes um, I think she becomes uh, what's her character? Is it? It's not Captain. She doesn't become the new Captain Marvel, um, but she she becomes Nova or Supernova. I can't remember the name right off the top of my head, but. We know that her character, Monica Rambeau, ends up becoming a superhero. Mm-hmm. So they use WandaVision as an introduction to that, but it felt so forced to me. You know, it felt it felt very, I could it felt so deliberate that it took me out of the story, hmm. and I felt like okay. that was that was a a weight put on that series. Like, okay, she's you know we're going to take her story from here and then continue it in the next Doctor Strange movie or the next whatever movie. So we yeah. have to do X, Y, and Z in this series. And that was a weight that was not placed on the Netflix series. You know, Daredevil didn't have to introduce anyone, um, although there were certain things that happened that led into the Defenders, you know, the uh, the tie in series on Netflix Mm -hmm. between all four shows um, later on. But I'm talking specifically with Daredevil season one and Jessica Jones season one. They felt free of that weight, free of that responsibility. Um, Whereas, like you're saying, the kind of the almost like the launch program, you know, the jumping off point that WandaVision became for not only Monica Rambeau's story, but also like you mentioned, the Scarlet Witch, you know, okay, we get to see her become the Scarlet Witch. Um, But it was really, I felt like, yeah, this feels like really a strong lead in to Doctor Strange, you know, what we know the next Doctor Strange film is going to be, but it didn't feel as organic as I wanted it to feel. Like I I can almost feel like the producer's hands in the mix, you know, saying, okay, we got to establish this, this, we got to establish that, make sure that there's a scene that shows this, you know, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And so it was like all this exposition, especially in the last maybe two episodes or the last episode um, from Agatha Harkness, you know, the witch mm-hmm. that basically mm-hmm. tells tells Scarlet or tells um, Wanda all these things. It was just like exposition, exposition, and you're this, and this is just all this talking. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, this is not good. This feels so forced to me. And I didn't get that from the Netflix, you know, um, uh, Marvel series. Um, do you feel they needed another episode? I feel like they needed, I feel like, you know, the WandaVision, it was built as a mini series. So it's like, I don't think there's going to be a series, you know, a season two. I think it's just, it was a, you know, a season one, one and done. I feel mm-hmm. like it should have been two seasons though. I feel like we should have got a whole season, mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. the interest was really built in the first five, four or five episodes when everybody was trying to figure out, okay, what the hell is going on? You know, it's like she's taking over this town. Is this her? You know, is somebody else behind the curtain? You know, blah, blah, all these things. And that's what really drove the interest in that those first four or five episodes. I was I was, you know, transfixed like everybody else. But once we get to the last few episodes, it started again. So much exposition. I'm like, you know what? They could have resolved this thing between her and this town in season one. And then all this Scarlet Witch stuff could have been season two. You know, I I, I, mm-hmm. I felt like it just it was too much, and I wasn't I wasn't as satisfied. Especially, and you know, this is another you know this is another show, but especially the whole um, Quicksilver, you know, her brother showing up, and then it's like, oh, is that you know from the X Men universe and the Fox X Men universe? Mm-hmm. And there was all that mm-hmm. speculation. And they come to find out, oh no, he's just some actor that was brought. It was just like I didn't like that was hand. I didn't like the way that was handled at all. But um, to answer your question, I just feel like yeah, it should have been a two season thing it was too much crammed into one but again it all it comes back to the weight that's placed on you know the disney plus series they have to feed into the mcu films you and you and i speculated that um you know the mcu films themselves could get held up if you know some of these series aren't rolled out you know it's like if because of the pandemic we've gotten delay 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 but we know that wandavision had to come out before um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You know, we know that. Um, mm-hmm. Does Falcon and the Winter Soldier have to come out before some, you know, some film that's coming later this year? I don't know. We'll find out. But my mm-hmm. guess is that, yeah, it has to happen. Um, so there is a responsibility there. But you, do, you, do you feel like that's, you, you don't feel like that's a hindrance on these shows at all, that responsibility or that weight? Um, I think it is a burden. But I mean, I think it's a burden by by the by Marvel Studios own design because they chose to connect these films and 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 episodic series together um I don't I don't know I mean I know we've we've we I know we've talked about on on previous shows about Marvel's universe and mm-hmm. DC's attempt at building a universe and and you know you've given you know really good background on just why universe building at its core is just a difficult thing to do Mm. you can't just jump in and you know and get it right um but there is kind of a benefit to being able to tell these stories completely independent of some larger storyline um because you're not always like every i doesn't have to be dotted and every t doesn't have to be crossed that's a great point I, I mean, I don't want to necessarily sit in the neutral column on whether it's a, 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 you know, it helps or hinders so much as it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that they have to do I put it this way. I think that when Marvel Studios is given a bunch of lemons, they do a pretty good job making the lemonade to get you from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I would have liked another, at least another episode or two, but at least another episode of WandaVision. I do think they spent a little too much time on, Ag- on Agatha Harkness's backstory. Um, <laughs> right. The the Monica Rambeau didn't bother me as much as it bothered you, mm-hmm. um, but I take your point, but it didn't bother me as much as it bothered you. And I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if if you have a f- better feeling about it once we see Captain Marvel 2, presuming that Monica Rambeau, that's where her story is going to continue. Maybe that gets smoothed out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I just think that I think that if 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 Marvel intends to integrate some of the Netflix characters into the MCU, um, I think they're going to. I don't. I think that's going to kind of that whole lemon and lemonade analogy that they just put in there. Mm-hmm. I think that's just, that's going to kind of break down a little bit because they, you know, they have to just bring Murdoch into the new MCU, into that shiny beacon of light MCU, and I don't think that he's going to fit immediately in that yeah, way. Yeah, and I wonder if they are, you know. I wonder if they are starting to to grease the wheels a little bit, because I realized when I was watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier the other day that the profanity in there, I'm like, that's the most profanity I've heard in any of these Disney Plus series, you know, or not Disney Plus, but even Disney Marvel MCU shows. Yeah, obviously in the films, there's some profanity, but not at this level. Like they, they, you know, they, and they are dropping, uh, uh, they are using the F word cause they don't even use that on the Netflix shows, but they are, you know, the bullshit and the shit and the, you know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, Sharon Carter mm-hmm. was capping people in their head in the last episode. Yeah. Um, it got, yeah. you know, so it's more violent and more profane than we've seen before from the MCU. So I'm wondering if they are starting to kind of gradually turn that dial up. I don't think it, to your point, if, Daredevil and Jessica Jones are introduced into this Disney Plus MCU. I don't foresee anybody getting their head taken off, you know, with the car door. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, I don't think we're going to see mm-hmm. that. But, or we're not going to see anything. We haven't even mentioned the Punisher yet. We're not going to see anything on the level of, you know, the Punishers, you know, the violence that um, in Daredevil mm-hmm. season two or in the Punishers two, uh, two seasons. Um, maybe, not yet. But I do think that, um, I just I just I feel like there is a there is a freedom to your point that you get from not having to be so much linked to the continuity and not like you said, having to dot the eyes. I just watched um, for the first time the other night I watched uh, HBO Max, the um, Harley Quinn animated series, D.C. And D.C. has gone in terms of their and they've always kind of been like this, but in terms of their television properties, they go completely opposite direction as Marvel. There's mm-hmm. all types of multiverse else worlds, you know, standalones, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You got multiple Superman, multiple flashes, whatever. And this Harley Quinn series, do it's the animated series, Arthur. They they like F this, F that, motherfucker. <laughs> they just letting it fly, bro. Uh-huh, and then the, uh-huh. the violence is just so over the top. I mean, it's just like people exploding, you know, all time. It's played mm-hmm. for, and a lot of it is played for laughs. So it's like, it's gratuitous mm-hmm. is intentionally gratuitous, um, which is interesting. And it wasn't bad. I only watched one episode. I'm going to watch more of it, but it wasn't bad. You know, it was actually pretty funny, but again, that only exists because DC has gone the complete opposite route that Marvel has gone in the sense of saying, we don't need any, there's no continuity. This Harley Quinn that you're watching has absolutely nothing to do yeah. with what you're going to see in suicide squad. This Har- this Batman that you're seeing in this Harley Quinn series has nothing to do with Robert Pattinson's Batman. You know, it's, mm-hmm. they're able to do that. So there is some freedom there. But let me ask you this. And, and I, to me, again, I feel that um, there is some, you know, some unfair weight placed on WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. that Daredevil and Jessica Jones didn't have. But let me ask you this. We know that there are upcoming Disney Plus series. We know that right. we're getting She-Hawk. We know that we're getting Moon Knight. We're getting Miss Marvel. We're getting characters that we have never seen before, um, unlike WandaVision and the Falcon and the Soldier, which who we have seen before. So we are about to get that from Disney Plus. Do you think that those shows 
we'll be able to more to do more to do basically what the the Netflix shows did and open up new worlds, you know, because they're not you we've never seen them just like we had never seen Daredevil or Jessica Jones before in the MCU. Do you think that those, you know, shows featuring those type of characters will have, be able to kind of mimic the impact that we got from Daredevil season one and Jessica Jones season two or season one? Yeah, um, I think so. I think I think that this is probably the best attempt uh, to be able to mash up that 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 more that more uh, I forget the term that you use, but the more realistic grounded yeah grounded, grounded yeah mm-hmm. the more ground the more grounded storytelling that you got from daredevil to you know to the shiny beacon of light that you get in in the in the film properties and these new series on disney plus mm-hmm. um because they're not the, these characters I, I don't i'm not familiar with any kind of tie-in of she-hulk with I would say She-Hulk is the one place I could see in terms of the streaming services, streaming mm-hmm. shows. Daredevil mm-hmm. could absolutely pop up in She-Hulk because She-Hulk, mm-hmm. uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Jennifer, oh God, I can't remember her, her real name, but She-Hulk's alter ego is a lawyer. She's an attorney. you know. In Walters, years. right? Jennifer Walters. Jennifer Walters, okay. I think so. Uh, she's Bruce Banner's cousin, um, but, mm-hmm. in that, you know, but she's, a, she's an attorney. But anyway, go ahead. I, I, I always I love it how it's like, how it's like, it, it's, it's, it's plausible that this person could be She-Hulk because they're related to, you know, Banner. Like, mm-hmm. in the family, we just have this propensity to turn into these big greens. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> right. It's like, uh, you know, it happens at the family reunion sometimes. Somebody has Right. Some well, you know, that's my cousin. Right. right. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. You know, Spider-Woman. She got the Peter same Parker's, issue I got. You know. Yeah. But I think, I think the lore is, in the comics, I believe, um, she needs a blood transfusion. And she uh-huh. gets one from Bruce, which why in the hell he would give anybody a blood transfusion? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. You know what I'm saying? We'll find That's out funny. when this. But yeah, I, I could see I could see Matt Murdock showing up. And I could see Matt Murdock showing up in a post credits of the upcoming um, uh, Spider-Man, you know, mm-hmm. um, No Way Home. I could see that happening. But anyway, go ahead. I interrupted you. No, but I think no, I think you got it. It. um I think I think Marvel is trying to make a conscious effort to make this all work. Mm-hmm. And however the origins of the deal went where Marvel licensed these characters uh to Netflix um is that same kind of uh I'm calling it handcuffing but it's not that severe. But you know the same kind of of handcuffing that they have where you know, Spider-Man is actually a Sony property that they got to negotiate with Sony and X-Men, you know, was a completely different 20th century property. They had no ties to it. Now they've got it all back and now they got to figure out how we're going to make. It's like, I think that, I think that these smaller shows, Moonlight, Miss Marvel, um, will give Marvel, will give Marvel Studios um, a blue, the opportunity to create a blueprint a framework to make the larger properties work. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the answer of how to integrate X-Men into the MCU can get worked out through these smaller mm-hmm. plot points in the, and storylines in these series. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they definitely look at the long game. I'll give them credit for that. Mm-hmm. I will give them absolute credit for that. And they've done a better job, I believe, than Lucasfilm, the Lucasfilm division has, in being able to, you know, sort of like make all of this work. Mm. I, you know, I personally hope that, especially with the She-Hawks and the Moon Knight series, 
Um, I really hope that they go ahead and take the chance and make those shows very adult because you're dealing mm-hmm. with two, especially with Moon Knight, you're dealing with two. Well, I shouldn't even say that. she as well. You're dealing with two very adult you know, characters, two very adult storylines. Moon Knight battles, you know, um, um, mental issues. You know, he has, mm, he has, he has, mm-hmm. uh, he has battles. That's kind of part of his, his storyline is, is battling, uh, with, um, psychological issues. So I, I really hope they take the opportunity to do that because I think that after, cause before Disney plus launched, all of us, you and I had conversations, had a very hard time seeing anything, yeah. With the with profanity, anything you know, anything remotely beyond PG on Disney Plus, we're like, no, right. there's no way they're gonna have to create another you know streaming uh, service or they'll put it on Hulu. But as this as Disney Plus has existed, like I said a, a few minutes ago, I kind of see them slowly turning up the dial, you know. Mm-hmm. And Falcon and Winter Soldier is another because there was, bro, that last episode was <laughs> hella violent. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it it was. was like. There was there was a lot of violence in that last episode of um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I kind of see them slow, slowly turn up that dial. And I'm hoping that they're going to continue that with She-Hulk and Moon Knight and pave the way for one, for Jessica Jones, for Daredevil, for Luke mm-hmm. Cage, even for mm-hmm. Iron Fist, for The Punisher. Can, you know, can you see that on Disney Plus, The Punisher? That'd be wild. Um, but I also, to the point of this, this, this topic that we discussed, I think it will pave the way for them to give more impact um, than they've given me with WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Impact in the sense of expanding the universe, you know, showing me that it doesn't have to be one tonality. It can be a different tone. It can be two different tones. It can be three. I feel like that's the opportunity that they have. And to answer the the broad question for me of this top, of this this episode, I do feel like Netflix did a better job. I, I do feel like Netflix was more impactful the Netflix mm-hmm. MCU was more impactful as we've defined it. The word impact in this, this episode, it was more impactful to me personally than um, uh, the Disney shows have been. And that's, that's not a slight against the Disney shows It more so, or, or as much as it is kind of like saying, okay, again, what is the best way to expand this universe? So that's kind of where I land at. Where do you, where do you land ultimately? Do you feel like um, just to rephrase, do you feel like it is, you know, they, those Netflix shows were more impactful or are you still kind of like split between in the middle between the two of them? Yeah, I'm still I'm still split between between the two of them um, because I I don't think that they'll ever be those storylines will ever really be referred to mm-hmm. moving forward. If the if and when and how they integrate, you know, these characters back in um, what would be really interesting if if Hawkeye were were that bridge between you know the cool kids and the geeky kids, mm-hmm. because I I really see Hawkeye in Matt Murdock's Netflix universe. Mm-hmm. I could see that as well, and we'll and that maybe he can bring. I, and and I don't know, it's, you know what I'm saying. I can't necessarily tell you what I want mm-hmm. to see in in response to the question that we're talking about. Um, so much as. I could tell you the result that I'd like to see. And I would like to see Netflix Matt Murdock, Netflix Daredevil, be the same Daredevil, have that mm. same DNA, mm-hmm. and not be watered down or smoothed over or groomed. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. That's I what I'm most concerned yeah. with. 
Yeah, I definitely need that same Daredevil. I, I, at this point, if they're not going to do that, they need to just hold off. Like, just wait, you know, five more years, recast mm-hmm. them, whatever. I definitely don't want to see Charlie Cox, for instance, show yeah. up and he's a completely different. He's more like the Ben Affleck Daredevil. You know, it's like mm-hmm. that type of PG level. No, nah, I need that same tortured, you know, um, Matt Murdock that we got in those three seasons um, of, De- of of Netflix Daredevil. So I'm a, I agree 100 percent with you there. Cool. Let's and we, basically, as we say a lot on this show, time will tell. We'll find out. You know, this time yeah, we next year, we should, we should have a lot more answers as to what's going to happen um, after a few more of these series debut um, later in 2021. All right. That's a wrap. Episode 34. This is Arthur. That is Isaac. Next time, I'll probably say that up front so <laughs> right. that you know what's going on. Um, you can find us online at madunreal.com. Uh, please subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts. Uh, we really would appreciate it if you left a, a review um, and a rating. Um, it helps with discovery. Let us know uh, what you're thinking. Find us on Twitter. Use hashtag madunreal, M A D. I almost said M A D Unreal. That <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, hashtag Mad Unreal. Um, what do you think? Who do you think? What property do you think uh, introduced uh, the MCU better? All right. See you next show. Peace. Keep it unreal.